0: Good morning. This is Jen with Justin Polite Love Podcast for another episode. I am joined this morning by um I always hesitate at this point because I don't know if like you are a good friend. You didn't forget my name, did you? I you know, I had to look up your last name when I got to the store. Um I um well, you know what, Robin? You're you're my you're my good friend that I've made. I don't think we knew each other before I met you at the feed store,
1: No, the grain store.
0: What do we call it?
1: Great Works. works.
0: We're going to throw it out there. I met you at Great Works. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: You know what's so funny about that? What? So when we bought the farm and had a need for a grain store (laughs) for the first time, um, I never could remember the name. So if I was out and about in you know in Sanford or somewhere else that I was going to swing by that vicinity I would have to look up your hours and I couldn't find you because I could never and I remember it being such a challenge to like is it just to find grain store or feed store and for it to pop up
1: that's that's funny there aren't too many of us in the area actually did no anyone else ever say that they had that same issue? Um, Other people, they would uh, type in the address and they would take them down by the golf course. The GPS would be all wrong. Um, So we had to kind of give them directions at that point because the GPS would take them terrible directions. (laughs) Well, I want to
0: say that I want to first of all, I want to say thank you for being here. You're a brave soul.
1: Thank you for having me, Jen.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm assuming this is your first podcast
1: ever. Yes, ever.
0: Have you done any radio?
1: Nothing. Interviews.
0: No, I newspaper- studied
1: journalism in college, but Shut it was up. it
0: was written journalism. I went for the
1: school newspaper. No,
0: you didn't. You I studied. Did. You're a journalist. You're my first journalist. Really? What <laughs> school good. did you go to? I went
1: to UMO.
0: UMO. Mm-hmm. So UMaine of Orono is yeah. probably the largest yeah. state school in Maine.
1: Yeah, wrote for the Maine campus newspaper, which Stephen King also wrote for back in his early days of writing. So that was kind of cool. He sat in on one of my... Uh, Classes he and his wife Tabitha are actually. It's kind of You're
0: just, this is going to be awesome, Robin. See, we are <laughs> freaking out. We wouldn't have anything to talk about. So, this is the second time Stephen King has come up in the store this week. Really? So, I can't name names, but someone came and came over to say hi from the past. And we were talking about an event that was happening. And Stephen King's name got brought up that he had written Stand by Me mm-hmm. in Southborough, Maine really so then i'm like no way and they said you know the railroad tracks and i go shut up because you know behind railroad ave Mm -hmm. what is that area called the behind cummings mills what do we call that you don't know she's shaking her
1: i didn't grow up in south so i'm not sure but you live here now i live here now
0: i had to ask you that question over
1: 20 years now yeah
0: well, let's get back on track because what okay. I what I'm thinking. So, anyway, Stephen King mm-hmm. will will tie that up. Like, so I went onto the internet, and so in fact, he does have a connection to this area. But all he could find was that he rented a home in North Berwick, and he wrote two novels. But it didn't say "Stand by Me." So I don't. I might be calling that claim false.
1: I, I think some of his stories originally started out with one title, and the title got changed. Before publication, I think that there was a well, transition. Well, did you did you see the movie Stand by Me? I did. Yes, so the blueberry pie eating. Contest. The blueberry pie—that's
0: <laughs> that's what sticks out in all of our minds, right? Like typical small town Maine, yeah. everyone wants to win <laughs> at all costs
1: until it turns ugly. Yeah, that wasn't
0: that wasn't good. So, Ooh. I was thinking about what I wanted to talk to you about this morning, and you know, a lot of times our choices in life have have a what's result in these worlds that we never imagined Mm -hmm. or these connections made or experiences and so when we bought the farm on witch trout road it had a three-story barn and two fenced in pastures and kyle was like well what are we going to do with these pastures and i said oh my god don't worry about it like knowing our town they're going (laughs) to fill in and the first one to approach me was Lee,
1: who is a sweetheart,
0: who's lifelong customer of the grain store,
1: I'm assuming. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. She's been the grain store uh, customer for, yeah, pretty much since we opened.
0: She said, I have two goats. So that was Comet and Jingle. We received Comet and Jingle. And then she said, the only thing you need to know is you need to go to the grain store. I still don't know the name of the grain store. Great
1: works. (laughs) <laughs> great works. It was just great works. Is it still great works? No, it was actually great works feed supply. Okay. And it has since changed hands recently and now it is Darago ranch. What? Yeah. Have you gone back? I have gone back. Yes. Cause I still buy my dog food and Warren buys cow grain there. So we, we have gone back. That's really,
0: that's it's really important. Different.
1: It's a little different after working there for almost 11 years. To, to go back and see it different you go to put grab something off the shelf and it's not where it used to be but yeah I mean things change
0: Do you grab stuff off the shelf? Are you supposed to be doing that? <laughs> 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 are they like get out of the hay barn it's a so hay sort. trailer <laughs> <laughs> So Lee said so Lee sent me there and I so all of that and then what I I think that became my favorite
1: weekend chore
0: or did I usually come Mondays I think
1: you used to you used to try to sneak in before you had to open the store because there was an hour difference so, yeah so you used to try to sneak in so that kind of cut short our conversations because you'd have to be <laughs> you'd be late for work you'd I would always be late long. opening <laughs> the store
0: and like so for me going to the I'm just calling it the grain store but for me it was um and I've talked to you about this there's three women and two men that you could count on catching glimpses, mm-hmm. depending on the day. And then there was always like teenagers or, you know, other farmers mm-hmm. or neighbors. Um,
1: it's very sticky there. People like to hang out. It is. I it, Like Cheryl and I used to talk, and it's like the old barbershops, you know, when the guys always get together whether they needed a haircut or not. They'd stop by and just hang out and chat and catch up on the latest, you know, town news and happenings and goings on. But everybody knew, everybody pretty much knew everybody. The customers would come in and get talking and then somebody else would walk in and they'd come in on the conversation. And hi, I'm such and such. Nice to meet you. And it just, it it, it was great. It was great. Everybody just liked coming in and just hanging out whether it, they need things or not. It
0: yeah. was kind of like you envisioned small town. Mm-hmm. But
1: you know what I didn't realize? There are a lot of,
0: are they farms in our town or just people keeping animals?
1: There aren't too many big farms. Um, We went through a time when we first opened the grain store where there was a lot of 4-H groups that would come in with younger kids and whatnot. And as the kids grew, um, that kind of petered off. The 4-H is kind of, it's not as as big of a deal as it was about 10 years ago. Um, Not that we saw at this point anyways. Um, And with the whole, um, the pandemic um, and whatnot, there was a resurgence in younger couples and folks and families wanting to grow their own food, know where things came from, because it was hard to find food on the shelves at times back then. You, know, you couldn't find meat or, or, or chicken or, or whatnot. So, a lot of people at that point um started getting back into it, and it was crazy. Um, it, we, we were putting we <laughs> items out curbside for people. Did you say? <laughs> Just, newer? just a little bit <laughs> <laughs> curbside right because like curbside delivery well they they come they call in orders and or we'd go out and take the orders because we were limiting the people coming into the office because it was mm-hmm. a small space um so we didn't want to crowd people in there so we'd have we'd wait on them out in the actual grain room area yeah. and put their items out on pallets outside for them to pick up they'd drive in and pick them up and come make the order i would home. pull in and
0: you guys would throw all the shit at me <laughs> <It would> be- <laughs> Take your how many, shavings, take how many your chickens, and it into your car. One time? Oh my gosh! So this is like I get so much. I was gonna say shit again. So like my cars, I've never had a farm truck, right?
1: No, not that I saw.
0: And at times, like I, at times we were up to eight goats, three bunnies, we had two cats, a dog, chickens, that rooster for a while. It mm-hmm. it became a lot. Like so. I always had like a crossover, I don't even know what they're called, a crossover vehicle. We were, I think we got a, we got to the point that I feel like we could get eight bales. It eight. is it, it bales, bales or bays? Bales. bales. Eight bales of hay into my little wagon yeah. car. And like I, in the beginning, I tried to keep up with it and keep it clean, but hay gets into the um, carpet of your car. It's not coming out. It's, it's still in there. Not,
1: it does not, it will not come out.
0: And, yeah, and, you know, throwing a tarp down, no, that does not <laughs> work. But, we, we, get so, thought, but it work. we get so good at stuffing my vehicle.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: So I showed up, and I think for me, I had never done farming. There – And, you know, the first thing I discovered, there's a dark side. And I think I came in upset one day. And that's how my church at the grain store began. Because, like, if I can't do something or I feel ignorant, I get, like, hives. I just, it's not good for me. And I think that's when I realized what a gem and what a value above and beyond just a general store pickup Mm -hmm. retail place it was. Like, when I came in in my first tizzy, and there were a few. (laughs) (laughs) I remember
1: the rat episode.
0: Oh, we should talk about that. Well, so, the rat episode, that might be the first one, right?
1: You came in and you were having an issue with rodents. Rats. And your chicken coop. And you had tried a couple of things, and you were not having any luck eradicating them. Um, So as a last resort, occasionally we suggest poison. Um, and so you had come, In the next time, and I asked you how it went, and you said, you had gone to put the poison in the rat hole, and the rat came up and grabbed it out of your hand. I have never, I was on the phone with Lee while
0: that happened, and I screamed, the phone went flying, and like, so, okay. okay. So I may have been known as a liberal from time to time. <laughs> she just, you can't do that on the podcast. She just squeezed her fingers together and her eyes went wide. Like, and that's another thing, like, I loved about the grain store Politics, everybody knows where everybody is, but there's no judgment.
1: No. I love that. Well, Cheryl and I tried, I mean, we everybody has their own opinion. Um, and and to, to certain people... I'm not a political person. I I do vote, and I I want my voice heard as to what I I think. But I don't go around, um, sharing my views on a regular basis as to what I think. I, I think you make more friends that way. <laughs> keep less, friends. And, I think in these days you keep friends. Um, just because I mean it, it, that that's not an an important factor in in my life and in, in how I I, I live. Um, politics doesn't really factor into it.
0: What I learned, um, the, the, the realization that I had is when people try, when people's main goal is to try to change other people's minds, Mm -hmm. never ends well. Like it, it's not, and I don't think that's the game we're supposed to play. Like, I feel like the only, the only game is within ourselves. Like as we grow and we get more information and we get experiences, we hold the right to change how we feel about certain things. Mm-hmm. But it's not up to others to change our mind.
1: No, or us to change somebody else.
0: No. no. And, like, I think to hold that space where we can all feel and be and think how we want to be, mm-hmm. that's, I feel like that's what this country was formed for, so that people of different mindsets, different values, different religious beliefs could come together and mm-hmm. exist in a place without fear, you know, and I think I think that's gotten away from us.
1: Yeah, but you said you're not political. Just like no, I'm not. I, I, but I, I think everybody's background and and their their life experiences and what make them side sway one way or the other politically, and um, and I think it just depends on where your ideology lays, and that's where where you you go. But so
0: it it's either matter. so it's interesting, right? So you grow up in a Republican house. Mm-hmm. So say there's five kids. So generally, generally rule of thumb: three kids, three or four kids will be Republicans when, as adults, there'll be one that swings the opposite way, right? <laughs> the contrast kid. Well, and well, it goes both ways.
1: It, it does. It doesn't. See, politics was never a, a big uh, I, it, it, thing in my house, anyways. Growing up, they, my parents voted. Yeah, they would not watch the news every night religiously, but it was never. Discussed or debated when they got together with friends and family, it was it was it wasn't an item that was discussed. It did it Yeah, it doesn't.
0: So when so back to the grain store and why like I developed I I developed this need or this appreciation respect for you guys. Like to me, it was like I was visiting family every week. Like it was something I always looked forward to, and like I think when. You get animals, so we Mm -hmm. so we didn't have a chicken coop. We had a three story horse barn (laughs) that like had you know one stall Mm -hmm. for. There were two stalls that were large, so for big horses, I'm assuming. Mm -hmm. And the goats stayed, and we tried to separate the goats when we got eight, but they all wanted to be together. And then the chickens were pretty much had the run of the barn and the two pastures, and the bunnies had this huge like goat kidding pen. I don't even know what they're called. Where goats when they're Born, they go in this
1: big pen. Yeah, they keep so moms and babies can can bond together without interference. Yeah. So that
0: was the where the chickens kinda hung out. And then eventually the rat but anyways, so what happened is the rats, right? Like we're new to all of this. We're mm-hmm. like we just had like, you know, for a while, South burke everybody was getting a chicken. It was like this glamorous thing, right? Oh, Wasn't yeah. there like this big surgence of like livestock or
1: Yeah. It, it was crazy there for a while because I had never, I grew up in Admiralty Village in Kittery. There wasn't enough room to have any animals. Did you go to Trape Academy? I did. Did we talk about this before? Class of 79. No, I, I'm a little older than you are, Jen. We weren't in school together, but I think you were with Jill, my cousin. You guys were.
0: I put, what was Jill's last name? Wentworth. Played field hockey with her? I think so. She, she was Kent one Delana. of the cool kids. <laughs>
1: we're all
0: cool. <laughs> You're what, I was not one of the cool kids. <laughs> Beth Delano comes to the store a lot. So, but when the, when the rats took, we did not get one or two, we got, so the first time we opened the barn door, we heard the little scurries and saw nothing. Right. So Ooh. that went on for a couple of weeks. Then you open the barn door in the morning and you see a rat looks at you and then it scurries away. Another week goes by, then there's three rats, and you're like, "What the heck?" So we wised up. They were like chewing into the plastic five gallon buckets for chicken feed. Oh yeah, they'll chew. through They chew the th- through it. So then we got the metal trash the metal. can containers. But then you, so you think, okay, we're you know we're on it. We got this. And then Libby was little. Libby's like, "Mom, there's an owl sitting on the on the fence post." We're like. What? And then we look and there's an owl. It was like a freaking Harry Potter movie. And then the next day we go out, there's three owls. And then there's owls in the tree. And then we open the barn door and there's like seven rats and they don't move. And that's when it all started. And then we go outside around the perimeter of the barn and there's holes. And that's when I came in and freaked out. right because it's like back the reason Mm -hmm. i brought up the liberal thing is like poison Mm -hmm. right there's so much out there because then the owls the owls are there trying to hold down the population i think at one time libby counted seven owls and the rat population kept growing and we had contained all the things so we're like what are we doing wrong right like so then you have the walk of shame farming Mm -hmm.
1: shame and i mean it's always a last resort you hate to do it really but sometimes you
0: Well, they were going to make their way to the house, right? Eventually. And I think that's what Cheryl had said to me. Hey, look, you know, you have to get this under control because an overpop, and she's so smart. She, well, you are too, but you guys just have this like wealth of information. And where I'm going with this is what I quickly realized having those animals talking with you guys, what matters in life. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: When you have livestock or animals or pets, we used to call ourselves a foster farm. When you have animals and you're responsible for taking care of them, just like children, very quickly becomes apparent about like what really matters. Exactly. And controlling that rat population.
1: <laughs> <It> really mattered. <laughs> it really
0: mattered. And you guys were so good at like, this is what you have to do at this point. And you told me the story about, do you remember?
1: Which story? We told lots of stories. You guys
0: always had the stories that made you feel better about your own situation. (laughs) (laughs) And can you remember this? There was a distant farm far, far away (laughs) that you used to make deliveries to. And their rat population got so out of control. Do you remember?
1: Yes. Yes. The stable in Sanford, yes. Mm -hmm. Don't tell. (laughs) There's lots of stables in Sanford.
0: (laughs) Okay, fine. (laughs) But you put the fear of death into me.
1: Yeah. Our, our delivery guy went there one time and said they were as big as cats and they were running over his feet when he was trying to drop off their grain. And he really didn't want to go back there again.
0: <laughs> he said he was running over them with the truck.
1: It, it was bad. It's bad. Yeah. It can be bad.
0: And so you like in my head, we did not have a dirty barn.
1: No, it, it, that doesn't matter. They're going to come for food. And if the food is accessible, they will find a way to get to it. And that's the way rats are. And do they eat hay bales? (laughs) They won't eat it. They might bury into it, net to nest, but they won't. Usually they nest underground anyways, but they they don't mess with hay so much. It's grain. So
0: when you told me that story, back to Stephen King, Mm -hmm. that's a Stephen King novel. It could be. It is scary when you go into your barn, which is an extension of your home, and there's things going on there that you don't like. <laughs> Isn't it? Like, it is.
1: You're Like living your own little horror movie.
0: <laughs> you, it was a horror. But so you, that's when I realized how amazing you ladies were because you walked me through that. That was the first catastrophe. And then, you know, the final thing that I went through is when my goats began to start passing because they they were timing out.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean everything has its its time and purpose. And and, and it's hard to I me mean, sometimes you just can't help. You know, which, which is terrible because uh, there are a lot of animals that you can't call a vet for. Like chickens and that kind of thing. And when and if something's hurt or, or ill and there's nothing you can do, you just feel very Robin, helpless. Robin, some
0: people do call the vet for chickens.
1: <laughs> Did you have any luck?
0: I didn't call them that for chicken oh. <laughs> i'm just i'm I'm just telling you that there's a difference that I quickly learned. Mm-hmm. There are farms that are producing that have livestock mm-hmm. that are producing meats,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right for sustainability, to slaughter, to bring to yes. market. Yes and then there are farms for pets mm-hmm. in very, very different environments.
1: Yeah, it is. Well, see, Cheryl, when she was younger, her dad had a dairy farm and um, got out of that. Um, and when my husband and I moved into the farm, he decided to raise beef cows. Um, so with a, with her being raised in a farm situation for a good part of her life, she's had her own animals. Um, you sometimes take a more rational view of things it's and you kind of go with your head a little bit more and not your heart because you know there are some things that you just can't take care of um if you got a sick animal and and there's nothing that can be done you have to make the decision um And it's not always an older animal. Sometimes it's a young one, um, which is really sad, too. But sometimes a decision has to be made. And it's it's sad, but it's your responsibility when you own these animals to to look out for them and do what's best for them, for their quality of life. Well,
0: and I think Cheryl, um, so Cheryl was your boss. So Cheryl owned this. I thought you. Oh, see, I never put, (laughs) I never asked the questions. I just get there and talk. Yeah and make assumptions yeah. like so i don't know. <laughs> at one point i didn't know who owned it but i we would always get in these conversations yeah. about sometimes like. nothing
1: <laughs> we just get talking and is yeah. that the was that the usual there well usually someone would come in and ask a question and then it progressed and yeah squirrel and we just squirrel. go off on all these different tangents and whatnot and an hour later they'd be oh, probably to get my grain and get out of here I always felt
0: like we got into trouble though I always felt like we got into naughty naughty conversations (laughs) you kept me from stacking a lot of shavings (laughs) I feel like I like I'm really good at reading people and I always knew when we were getting the hairy eyeball (laughs) from Cheryl but because you forget that you're working yeah that it's a place of employment yeah but, like, I knew we were in trouble if I'd pull in on a Saturday or a weekend, and Anna was there.
1: <laughs> oh, geez, yeah. Yeah, Anna likes to talk. She, Anna she control can throw a good F-bomb, too. Oh, yes. Many, yes.
0: <laughs> and I think the first time that Anna was there and I pulled up and was getting hey, well, because there's a procedure. That's what I loved about it. Like, right? Like, it's a small town, but there, it's a business. hmm And there's some transactions that need to happen. So you've got like the trailers for the good hay, which, okay. So which second cut is good or not good? Which is the better cream of the crop hay?
1: Is second cut. Second cut. But that can be a little bit too rich um, for some animals. So first cut is what most people feed out. Second cut is a little finer and um, a little higher in protein and whatnot bougie it's bougie hay it is and 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 there are certain some some goats like the finer greener hay they don't like anything that's coarse oh mine would
0: leave the coarse shit and they would it would just like make a mess (laughs) in the
1: so so some animals like prefer the second cut some animal owners prefer second cut because they think it's a better hay for their animal um if they're hungry enough they'll pretty much eat whatever (laughs)
0: really Oh, I never got that story. (laughs) I just, I, so you pull in, the the big, huge doors were open, and then Mm -hmm. that's where all the feed was. So, like, I got, so I knew where the dog food, the cat food, the Mm -hmm. rabbit food, chickens, I eventually died out and got rid of. Like, that was a lot. That was a lot. As pets, chickens? Chickens can be. They're messy.
1: Because they do have, you do have the issue with, um, (laughs) vermin um and you've got to collect eggs because if you don't collect eggs that's going to attract other animals that will eat the eggs um so yeah chickens can be a lot i mean if you're starting out with livestock it's one of the easier ones um because they're cheap they're small they're they're inexpensive they're they're small they don't take up much space you don't need a barn um whereas if you've got a goat sheep cow horse that kind of thing the larger the animal the bigger the space is going you're going to need to keep them in
0: no chickens okay honestly the goats were the easiest let me tell you what was the hardest the chickens so central school there was a teacher that would have the incubated eggs every
1: year mm-hmm. i don't even remember who it was do you know no we we did it for a daycare you did- <laughs> she she used to hatch them out at a a, a daycare center and uh, and it but-
0: sounds like a great thing to do with kids right mm-hmm. why Why is it a great thing? Because
1: it it shows them where life, the creation of life, right there comes out of that egg. It's in your refrigerator. They're so cute when they're little. They're adorable. I love baby chicks. That
0: was our first thing that I came in with. It wasn't the rats.
1: (laughs) Well, you (laughs) had to have the chickens before you had the rats.
0: (laughs) Because, so so we took so central school hatched some eggs, and I can't. I'm I'm embarrassed. I don't remember. Who brought them? It was probably Lee. Lee is like the Pied Piper with animals. God Mm -hmm. love her. But like, so yeah, I'll take some cute chickens, right? It'll be great. Our kids were young at the time. You know, Mm -hmm. same thing. They can take care of them. Libby fell in love with the chickens. She would hold them and hug them and love them. And it was Lee in her farm camp again. Lee is like the celebrity farmer or animal keeper in the area. But so problem number one. Dark side of farming. This is the book I'm gonna write. Dark a splain, splain one of the chickens had a splain leg.
1: Oh yeah. what, is, what is that called? It this a splayed leg is when their legs go out. So they, they can't they don't stand well. Their legs don't stay underneath them to support them. And you kind of have to splint it sometimes or
0: Yeah, no, we didn't know that. Mm-hmm. So then you, look you're gonna cry but no, do you know,
1: cry. <laughs> your tears saying, it's like it's, it's, it's like, hard it's well there's there's all kinds of things that can happen with little animals that you don't a lot of people that like, get them aren't prepared for
0: we were not prepared so you yeah. know how that animal survived and got bigger I'll Libby, go on one leg. well eventually it gets too big and it, the legs can't support its mm-hmm. weight and this is i'm probably going to get calls and emails but so libby took that chicken under her care and would bring her out to the sun then move her to the water dish then move her into the shade and then move her in at night and then eventually something got it we had a ton of hawks is that normal for our area?
1: it's the marshwood hawk (laughs) Jen (laughs) <laughs> yes, there are hawks in the area, so that was
0: trauma number one. Libby wouldn't let us do it like we weren't equipped, and then what do you do to to euthanize it like these are should we have made it a splint like now I feel horrible
1: <laughs> well it with, with situations like that where it's so young, you could have probably splinted it first thing when you first got it when it's little, and it probably would have come around, but once it gets to be a certain age. It gets to be too big and it's progressed so long. It's like a broken arm. If you don't set it right away, it's just not going to heal right. You know, it's kind of the same thing. So. Well, I missed that email.
0: <laughs> I missed the email on splinting. The, this is why we're doing this podcast <laughs> is you can splint a little baby chick's leg. Well, when it's a baby, you don't know.
1: You don't know really. To, yeah. Well, you can kind of tell because it, walk, it would walk funny. It would but we were plop, brand new. plop around and the other ones would be running around and that one would kind of like.
0: Oh my gosh. This is when we need video. I don't know if I would get people to do it. You're you're acting out the little chick <laughs> popping along and your facial expression was perfect. It was like it was like a Looney Tune chick that like the left egg just drooped down to like the little foot.
1: Oh I'm crying here. <laughs> but that wasn't the
0: worst part. So we didn't know how to get rid of it, and it was actually No, I'm saying it wrong. We didn't know how to put it. We didn't know if it was in misery and we didn't know how to put it out of its misery. And then the hawk showed up on cue.
1: And took care of things for you. (sighs) Sometimes it's best to just let nature take its course.
0: Well, so then the cute little chicks, we had a rooster. (laughs) So
1: now now you can have fertile eggs so you can hatch out more chicks.
0: No, what happened is we had a vicious canid that would... Run after the girls. Hop on the goat's back. The rooster would peck the goat's head. Would attack uh, the girls and then
1: Kyle. Oh, he's time, he's time for the soup pot. <laughs> so, I don't hear well because nobody else wants it, wants a nasty rooster. You
0: always hear about the story of the roosters that show up in the in neighborhoods here or on. You know, Earl's Road, on. it's always Earl's Road well, so that the roosters wants, show nobody up wants on.
1: wants a mean rooster, but nobody wants to deal with the situation. So they just drop them and let, they figure nature will take its course. A fox or a coyote or a hawk or something will.
0: Are all will roosters, the circle
1: of life. <laughs> are all roosters assholes?
0: Like Not all of them. No.
1: Most of them.
0: Most of them, right? Okay. Like, oh. so a rooster, you got like a 75, 80% chance. It's going to be psychotic. There are some
1: people who have two or three roosters and they're perfectly gentle little beings. And then every once in a while, you get the dick.
0: There's a rooster farm. Have you heard of that? Or is it not really (laughs) taking that face? And this is where I'm gullible, right? Like, there's someone that takes roosters up north. Do you think they're eating them? To make like dog food out of or something no, I, know. I thought it like okay so the word was it's a rooster like foster farm that takes all the cast off but i'm like how can you have I, like a hundred roosters no
1: you can't because well maybe if it's just roosters they wouldn't be competing over any females so maybe they get along better but i that's not real is it i i have not heard of it myself i can't say one way or the other if it's real or not i have not heard of it
0: See that? That's part of the dark side. Like, what's
1: happening to those
0: roosters that get dropped off? We don't want to know, right? <laughs> we don't want to know. We don't, <laughs> we don't, we don't want to know. So over the years, like, I get close to you guys because you, one by one, you solve all of my huge issues. Or you at least <laughs> you point me in the direction that that is logical, that makes sense. You say, Jen, come on, <laughs> let's rein it back in
1: in this and do you know how valuable that is for someone to have that well it's always nice to be able to go somewhere and at least be validated that you're doing the right thing or or to be given a direction to go in if you don't know so
0: i i loved it when i would be frantic because the goats kept escaping (laughs)
1: and do you know well
0: because we lived we lived in a visible place in a visible house and do you know how many calls i got that the goats were
1: on the front lawn do you know how many calls cheryl has got that her goats are on the front lawn
0: (laughs) well when when i went when i would go and like have hives and say cheryl you know oh my god kyle's gone to home depot every weekend for a year to fix the fence or to do that and like it's not for lack of trying and cheryl would roll her eyes and she goes, well. You talk to me when the sheriff knows your first name.
1: <laughs> yeah, the animal control officer actually corralled her goat one time and tried to put it back in the
0: pen. <laughs> my God loved my neighbor Mark next door because he would, oh God, and I felt horrible. He waited till I was moving or till it was near the final end of me being at the farm that he, he said, did you see our two pine trees? <laughs> did you see the really tall one and the one that's, a, it's not funny. And I was a bad neighbor. But he was so kind, and he just kind of, like, he knew I was going through a situation in life, and he always seemed to, like, make it less than it really was. Like, he could have been a Mrs. Kravitz.
1: He could have.
0: And I'll never forget that. That's a good neighbor, I feel
1: like. Mm -hmm. It's good to have good neighbors.
0: And I think that's the time that I, um, my friend, do you know Michelle Matthews? I probably shouldn't say her name. I just told you that usually you just say (laughs) so. But her and her husband came over, and when the goats kept escaping, they said, we're going to meet you at Home Depot. Her husband has this big truck. So we just got, you know, the long planks, and we just nailed and made another layer to the fence so that – because those little buggers will get out. But they'll jump over. We had a pretty tall fence, but what okay. they were doing is they were digging holes and going underneath the lowest – the lowest – What I don't even know the terms. I'm such a bad – I was a bad farmer.
1: No,
0: i just didn't know what you call things
1: (laughs) some things just don't have a name (laughs) the thing you do (laughs) and you're like
0: so so cheryl was the mom so cheryl had the wealth the depth of knowledge right that you'd go and she was calm she was logical she had a big she has a big heart but she didn't lead with her heart at the uh, right you said because she grew up on a cattle farm Mm -hmm. it was a business
1: yeah, well, she, uh, you're used to seeing the circle of life. I mean, they're born, they serve their purpose, and then they're gone. And it's, it's. she was, Cheryl was very, well, she, she has an engineering degree. So she's very smart. analytical. She's very smart. But she thinks things through and then and, and processes things logically. So it, when I
0: had a problem,
1: I went straight to the counter. I didn't look
0: at you. I didn't acknowledge <laughs> Anna being there. And then I'd go straight to Cheryl and I would get the information I needed, process it, thank her. And then you would come in with a jab <laughs> and, you would go, and you would always come in like a sister. And you'd say, like, I don't know if you had read the blog or there would be something like you would come in with a little question that would lighten the mood. Always. Like as if on cue. You were like, so if Cheryl was jo- Johnny Carson, you were Ed McMahon. <laughs> oh, <good. laughs> You always, like when the problem was taken care of, you would come in and lighten the mood and you always had a joke or a question or just a little something just just to like,
1: am I wrong? No, no. I I, I loved that job for that reason that I got a chance to interact and converse and get to know the customers that would come in there. the The day that we had to say goodbye... Get here
0: now. which it wait was which very difficult. she's crying but i'm kind of pissed because like <laughs> this is our church that for so many of us these women and the two johns that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's you guys represented a heart of gold like i feel like you were the heartbeat of the animal community the farming community and you were do? the hub and that day that i went in and then i'll let you go back to being crying pants but <laughs> <laughs> day i went in ironically lee was there who i hadn't seen for years yeah i see her and i'm like Lee! oh my god ah. and she goes with her lee face she goes oh no and she's shaking her head you guys weren't there
1: yeah it it was a uh, it came up it came, it's, it it was fast uh process um, actually, um, I, I really don't want to say this, but Cheryl and I, and John, um, we're in our sixties. Yeah, you know, is that what of, you don't want to we're say? We're kind of on the five-year. We're on kind of five-year plan at this point. We discussed, you know, how long we'd be able to keep doing this. Yada yada. I mean, you know, your shoulders and your back when you get to be older and your hard work shavings and hay and fifty-pound bags. It is. It is. It's very hard work, and um, it was getting harder and we were getting a little slower um so cheryl had kind of put feelers out back along to see if there might be a good fit somebody in the area how long ago um a a year or so ago i think she brought it up um and had mentioned it and um to a, a very nice young couple that live in berwick and uh they were like yeah you know, it sounds like a great idea. She just idea. had a feeling. We'll, we'll think about it, you know, and get back to you and let well, you know. She just had a feeling? Well, she just wanted to make sure that the, the store would stay open. She was afraid if she, if she didn't plan ahead to find someone to take over when the time came that we'd have to close down and then there would be no grand store. So she was trying to plan ahead for our customers to make sure that it stayed open <clears throat> so people would still have that resource.
0: Did she open it? And it was, I thought John was her husband for the longest yeah. time. Oh, no. That's scandalous. <laughs>
1: Look at your that, face. It <laughs> is. <laughs> Did they? So who opened it? Um, Cheryl and David. David is Cheryl's husband. Um, Peg Wheeler originally had the grain store over on Blackberry Hill Road in Berwick. the Red Barn. Um,
0: that
1: was she was the pool. And, time. She was the pool and grain dealer at that point, and um, when it got to the point where it got to be too much for her, um, she uh, approached Cheryl because she knew we had the forklift, we had the space. To store the grain. So you owned that
0: property before then?
1: Sheryl and David owned that property and as a drilling business. It was great works, test boring, back in the day. Oh, do
0: I remember that?
1: You may have. have Raising the trucks, driving by. Uh Uh-huh. I remember Lowry's. (laughs) Yeah. So anyways, back on track, Jen.
0: (laughs) You want to start crying again. You're more than welcome Um, to. So like...
1: uh, um, The couple came back and approached Cheryl and says, well, you know what? We've thought about it and we really don't want to wait. We'd like to take it over the beginning of the year.
0: Oh gosh. Are they millennials? I'm a millennial.
1: Am I? They're in their early thirties, late twenties, early thirties. Oh no. Um, So they um, wanted to take it over the first of the year. So it was fine. So Cheryl came down um, and told me Thanksgiving weekend that as of the first of the year, um, that they were going to be taking over the grain store. And did you cry? I did not at that point. Um, it was actually kind of a relief because, like I said, you know, as you get older, your body gets tired faster. And it was, you know, the aches and pains were getting worse. And I was like, you know what? This is probably going to be a good thing. Start a new chapter. Find something that's a little easier on the back and 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 go from there. But I didn't realize how hard it was going to be to say goodbye to everybody. That was the worst part. But you guys kept it pretty close we, you didn't she, announce it. She it was on. Our, we posted it on our Facebook. We had signs up inside the store, but you weren't coming in. You were just had your dogs and cats at that point. Oh,
0: so you weren't coming in already. on a regular
1: basis. The the customers were coming in weekly. Oh, yeah. see, so, it's not we, all about me. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> because well, and that's but mm-hmm. like so we, I, we tried
1: to give everybody a heads up. Oh just no, exactly and
0: the, so that so I had sold the farm, mm-hmm. and that's how much I loved it. I said, you know what. I'm still going to buy my dog food cat food there because I couldn't say goodbye to you guys. Yeah. Yeah. That that
1: was the hardest part. That was the hardest part Did of the whole transition. I feel
0: bad because. Why, why do you feel bad? <laughs> because I think like that, like all I can picture right now is the last episode of cheers. Oh yeah. With Ted Danson. Right. Like yeah. closing down the bar, like yeah. all the characters.
1: Yeah. We, um, well, they took over actually, I think it was January 2nd because the first was a Sunday. Uh-huh. Um, so, that Saturday, the last Saturday that we were there, we all, all of us were there um, and we were having beverages and, and refreshments for the day. <laughs> and uh, we, we kind of, we did put our feelers to some people to let them know that we were going to be there for the last day. And yeah. we, we did get a, a decent turnout of people to come to say goodbye. It there was there like were there a lot a of tears. Did you there have a, a block party? No, no. <laughs> no, it was it was it was more like a couple of people at a time would come in. It wasn't anything. Not everyone wasn't there at once. But it was it, it was hard. It was hard. It I
0: feel like you guys, and I'm assuming a lot, but you became my family. Aww. When I needed like when I felt vulnerable or like sucking wind or just lost, I would come in to be with you guys. And yeah, I, I never announced that, <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, you put like, but it was, there was a lot of strength in that one little spot. Like, you know, the guys, I'm not not saying female power but i mean john was doing deliveries and the other john was there occasionally like on weekends he he works Saturdays yeah so i didn't see him as much or anna as much but anna's just like my libby anna is a force of nature she's just like <laughs> one of those people that you meet and you're never going to forget yeah and she has a special place in my heart but like there is something amazing about you know rolling up and like Just taking care of business there, filling the – you. it was just funny.
1: Well, I think, too, uh, Cheryl and I both come from close families. So I think she and I always clicked and worked together well. We had worked together for over 20 years um, and never had an argument, never raised our voices to each other. It was
0: open for 20 years that you worked there? Well, between the drilling.
1: Oh, you worked there? I, I, I was her secretary. I worked as a secretary in the office when the drilling company was. There. How does that
0: conversation go down? So I'm assuming, as a secretary, you're wearing normal clothes. You can I, dress up a little if you oh, wanted I, to.
1: Nice sweater, scarves, earrings, <laughs> heels. Oh, yeah, it was awesome. Of Eleven to five. Went to the gym every morning. Oh, life was good. So, what was the conversation mm-hmm. when she
0: tells you she's you're going to be hauling hay?
1: Well, as <laughs> <laughs> it's it, it's funny because as the economy changed and, and business changed and whatnot. The construction, because there was a construction boom like crazy in the uh-huh. early 80s. Um, and well, actually, late 80s, early 90s, yeah. when all the Walmarts were being built in the area and all the Applebee's and Home Depot's and all of that stuff was going on. And, and Great Works, Test scoring was going around and doing all the... The, the drilling for building footings and that kind of stuff, just to see, so they could design all these new businesses. Oh, and then really with the installed. recession, did it just? And then as as well as after, I mean you could only build so much, and the area is saturated. Yeah. Um. So have to travel further and further for jobs. Mm-hmm. Um. A lot of her, um, the guys that were working on her cruise decided to go to the shipyard or start their own businesses mm-hmm. and whatnot, and it was harder to find work. I mean, find help. Mm -hmm. um so as that slowly petered out the opportunity arose to take over the grain store so i think she was only down to maybe one drilling crew when peg approached her to take on the grain store so it just kind of all right we've got the room now we're only running one crew what is it It with
0: you people so you heard a bit of the podcast with daryl the mortician
1: death becomes him you know like (laughs) what is this about
0: (laughs) but like so that whole podcast was he was in his Mm -hmm. mid to late 50s lost his position working for a cable company that he had done since he was 18 years old in this opportunity fell from the sky into his lap to become a mortician in his late 50s and I'm like how does that happen but here you're sitting in the same chair Mm mm-hmm Uh, almost not even a week later and like you're saying you guys the drilling was done
1: yeah
0: the buildings had been built yeah and then an opportunity fell from the sky that you guys were going to transition to a grain store Mm
1: -hmm.
0: a feed and grain store yeah and how did so you went from your pretty scarves and heels
1: to hoodies work (laughs) boots t-shirts jeans. Every pocket and every piece of clothing was full of hay. What time did you
0: have to, what time did you guys open? Eight or nine? Nine. Nine. And did you get there at nine?
1: Like I get here at like two minutes after when I open. No, I, well, I, I worked the regular store hours for the most part. Cheryl, on the other hand, would go in. She pretty much put in 12 hour days um, over there. Cause she would go in early to do paperwork, order supplies, um, prep delivery orders. um unload trailers if we had grain or, or shavings or, or whatever arrive. Um, so she was there at like six in the morning. We opened at nine and then she'd stay until five or so at night. So she was putting in 11, 12 hour days.
0: There's a lot going on there. And it's in, an environment that you have to be like very much like Daryl. You're in the moment because you have hive shelves. You have 50 pound bags. People can get hurt. Yeah. <laughs> did you can. like, did you?
1: Oh, well, I felt you down. were very strong. I fell down a couple of times, but no, <laughs> that, you that didn't. was just from tripping over the corners of pallets. I'm kind of clumsy. <laughs> I'm kind of clumsy too. I always
0: felt like between you and I getting stuff into my car, where like, but the problem is, is we're laughing. Where <laughs> there was always something to laugh about.
1: Well, yeah, I mean there there were just some customers. I enjoyed seeing pretty much most of the customers that mm-hmm. came in there. Um, but, but some like you, I mean, you just kind of click with, and, and you, you know, it, it, it's more than just taking their, processing their order and, and loading their car up and wishing them a good day. <laughs> oh um, you my- know, you take goodies out to the dogs and the kids oh, come in and yes. get, get treats and, you know, the kids' names <clears throat> and their birthdays and, um, it, yeah, it, it, it's, it's fun getting to know everybody. It was, I
0: think, I think when I had to sell the farm and, was in that whole process of emptying out. And I remember one Saturday I came in. I was exhausted because I was working in the 12-hour days, you know, mm-hmm. doing the store, well, working at the restaurant, doing the store, trying to keep the farm together, and then trying to empty the farm and clean it for the the pictures. And I remember coming in, and it was you, Cheryl, and Anna. <laughs> the gruesome threesome. <laughs> the gruesome threesome. And Anna's like, how the fuck is it going, Parker? <laughs> Or Jenny, what did she used to call me? She had, I don't even remember. I think she called you Jenny, yeah. Jenny, 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 how are you doing? Jenny, what's going on? (laughs) Jenny, you got any good stuff over there? (laughs) And then I, you know, it was just always like, I think what I learned from you guys is don't take everything so serious, (laughs) right? Like, do due diligence. Like, that was important, obviously. Like, do what you're supposed to do, but in the end,
1: don't take everything
0: so serious.
1: Well, oh, you can't really. I mean, it's it's only most of the time it's just a temporary situation, and and and, and it's going to change. And you can you can let things get you down, but yeah, it's really not worth it in the end.
0: Do you yeah. know, do you remember the time that Cheryl was joking because I didn't know where I was going to live?
1: Live <laughs> in <laughs> the van down by the river. No. <laughs> Cheryl goes, In an emergency,
0: we'll put you up at the feed store. We have a mattress up on the, be- up in the rafters. She's not like, Don't worry. Like, you're not going to be homeless. You can live at the feed store. Oh, that's
1: right. Part so, of it's heated. You've been fine.
0: No. Oh, my gosh. Right. Like, I did. It, heat was so expensive at the farm. I relied on the. My farm was so cold. Like, I was. It was a wood stove, or, like, pretty much I kept the oil at, like, 58. Yeah. It was cold. So that would have been fine. Yeah. So we're nearing how painful has this been? We haven't even talked about anything, like, all the things I wanted to talk about.
1: Well, that's okay.
0: You survived.
1: I I did survive.
0: You know what we should end with? What? You brought a friend. I did. I
1: brought a, <laughs> a little friend here that I actually made in your store. <laughs>
0: It looks like a dookie. <laughs> it
1: was he's actually a Valentine's Day gift for my husband.
0: <laughs> I reached out to you guys when I found out you weren't you weren't there. That was so you were crying about the day you had to leave. Yeah. The day that I was there, of course I ended up knowing the the person that was working it. It was just funny. Just total yeah. different personality. It's 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 well run. Mm-hmm. It was clean when you guys were there. It's like
1: spotless spick and spick. <laughs> Like, it was incredibly clean and organized when you were there. We dogs there, too. It was kind of hard. There was always nose art on the doors. Because yes. the dogs. Would, I love if nose soon art. somebody pulled into the yard, the dogs are all there in the door. Do they have goodies? Because there were I... certain customers that would bring them treats. And they knew which customers brought them treats. Oh, I
0: never thought to do and that. And
1: they were all over it. They, you know, I forgot about the dogs
0: and they, they just brought a level of calm. Mm. You know, they were puppies, but they were just, Cheryl had them (laughs) trained. That was another thing. Mm. And then the thing that I missed too was uh, the daily affirmation board. (laughs) Do you know what I'm talking about? The chalkboard?
1: Oh, the, the fun puns. Or the chalkboard art. Which, which one are you talking about? I don't know.
0: There was always something about the one under about, the desk. Something you go to the counter. It was to the left. And it was telling you how to live life, or I don't know. Was it fun it puns? Was the fun puns? Yeah, it was usually dad jokes. <laughs> <laughs> what was your favorite dad joke?
1: Oh, I, there were so many.
0: Did dads. you come up with those? Who came up with those? I looked them up online. You cheated. You're I a big did. old cheater. I, I am a big cheater. And now you can't remember one. Nope. <laughs> So I reached out to you guys and I said, I don't know. I was just, I just wanted, not closure because I wanted to see you again. Because I remember, I for some reason, I knew Cheryl from Tom Harmon's back yes. in the day.
1: And I don't know how. She used to work as civil consultants.
0: But I would have never gone in there. It must have been something with Rotary because I was on Rotary with Tom Harmon. So I must have gone in there for something.
1: Either that or she was on the planning board in Southboro for a while.
0: Oh, gosh. Nope. Hmm. Um, but anyway, so you guys ended up doing some retail therapy and coming to the store.
1: We did. And that was really <laughs>
0: sweet. And you, so your big purchase of the day, he's standing here looking of, at me.
1: One of my big purchases of the day, the other one I have not given as a gift yet. So I can't tell you what else I bought just in case they, they may listen. But, um, my husband, um, I'm not sure if it's serious or not, but he has, has a thing for Bigfoot. Um, he likes watching the little shows where the guys run around in the woods with the four wheelers and the, the lamps on their heads, searching for Bigfoot. You know, this, this, Do you think this they silly, ever find him? <laughs> They're never going to find him. So anyways, at your shop, you had this little stump that you could <laughs> <laughs> A stump in a box. Buy, and you put it in water. And as time goes on, the stump disintegrates and Bigfoot emerges out of the stump and grows. So I had... um squatchy here in a jar well he he outgrew the jar actually i had okay this so this was
0: hysterical wait cheryl so i get this message rob oh shit (laughs) so robin oh i also did that for years but like this is the roles were reversed here like Mm -hmm. all the years i would come to the grain store and ask for how to do things i get a message from you that says um how big is my squad she gonna get and like what should
1: and like what where should i put like was, was that I was, you i was sending i was sending you updates i i, I put the, the tape measure next to him so you could see how big he was getting and he got up to over five inches um so I i, I and he stayed about that size for a, a week or so so i was like oh, he's just big growing. enough I've... he's not growing anymore <laughs> um so i took him out. you said so, don't talk about sex i took him out of the water and once he he started drying out he started shrinking back to his original form um and squatchy is now about um maybe two inches tall i don't know if it i don't think it was me but somehow well,
0: the suggestion that you fill up the bathtub and throw son, him my, in there. <laughs>
1: my son suggested that he might be like a goldfish and grow to the size of his container. So if I put him in the bathtub, he'd be life-size. Can
0: you imagine your husband, if he wakes up in the morning and goes into the bathroom and turns, and he's like, God damn it, I found him! I found <laughs> he's sauce! He's drowned in our tub. <laughs> we finally, and then, that would be that would be it. So anyways. Well, someone just pulled into the parking lot. If it's not, th- so the, the joke on the podcast is if we do it at home, mm-hmm. the dog's, like bark and it it became so annoying. At first it was cute. Oh, the dogs are barking on the podcast. So then I moved it to the store. And then last week someone showed up and we're closed right now and they came in. Hello. Okay. I don't know if that person's coming in. But anyways,
1: the red van has been here. Oh, They're they like have. Across the street.
0: Oh, then we're fine. We're good. Look at you. You're on it. You're watching people. So you You are done at the store. You've moved on to a place not to be named, I'm guessing, from the (laughs) look on your face.
1: Which is very near my, um, I'm actually working next door to where I worked. Are you wearing heels and scarves again? I can if I want to, yes. Isn't that funny? It's kind of come full circle. Full yeah, circle. Now, now I can dress up and be, a, a, look like a girl instead of a man when I go to work.
0: So like for your employment, you have like this map on the wall and you have this like circle around like a one acre square of land. It's like, this is where I can work. These no, are where my employment opportunities it was, it will was be.
1: actually very funny because um, I had been um, collecting unemployment for a couple of weeks. And I was like, you know what? My husband had had hip replacement surgery. And so I, I, I really wasn't able to go and look for a job immediately because uh-huh. he needed care at home. So when the time came that he was up and about, I was like, I need to get back to work. So just on a whim, I stopped in to this business and asked him if they might be hiring. And I, she's like, well, I'm sure we'll be hiring soon. Here you can fill out an application. Not that they're seasonal. So I filled out an application, <laughs> That's and so next awesome. thing I know, I got called for an interview, and they hired me.
0: Well, if you think about why wouldn't it, why wouldn't they hire you? You show up. You're intelligent. You can carry on a conversation, and people feel comfortable with you. I would buy ice from you in February. <laughs> Like Perfect. if you had said to me, Jen, I think you need some more snow for the farm, I would have said, okay, put it in the back of the put it in the back of the wagon.
1: Throw it in there with the
0: hay. Throw it in there. Scoop Ruby
1: to the front seat. Right. Um, yeah, it's 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 been fun. It's been it's been a, a learning curve because I never worked in that type of environment prior, so it was it was a major learning curve. It's still a retail a situation. Farm. This is still a retail situation, but not I'm not dealing with the same. Items. oh your new
0: your new job
1: yes my new job it's yes. a little bit different yes it's very different well you still are outside kind of a little bit oh I'm, I'm inside in the air conditioning well it will be air conditioning in the summer you don't
0: have to go outside no what about all that stuff out there not my problem
1: <laughs> Not my circus, not my monkeys. The owner uh, did inform me during my interview that there would be no heavy lifting, that there are plenty of young men that work there that can take care of that. Did you do
0: like, did you make the muscle arm like hold it up and say, do you see the guns? I have guns. I was tempted, but I (laughs) didn't. You've got to have guns. When I was full force on the farm, like, do you remember that time they dropped 25 bales off in my driveway? Yeah. And it was going to rain. And it was right when... Um, I became separated, and I was alone yeah. at the farm. Yeah, John dropped that off for you. Yeah. I moved all of those by myself before it started raining. I was swearing like a truck driver. I bet you were. It was not one of my finer moments. But but having a farm and animals, you have to be strong. You do. You get dirty.
1: Mentally and physically. Because it is... I mean, because you, you care and you worry about... Animals makes you know, gonna get, get up early in the morning to tend to them. Tend to them when you get home from work. It's it's not like a a cat that you can put down food and water in a litter box and you can leave them for a couple of days. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know, a lot of livestock is, is is not quite as forgiving as that. But also, it brings a whole other dimension to your life. You know, well, it's, it's a lot of people like knowing where their food's coming from. You know, I didn't, I didn't eat the You didn't eat, anything <laughs> all. I didn't eat the rabbit tickets <laughs> or the chickens. Oh,
0: my God, that rooster. I'm not telling the story oh, about thanks. how the rooster was finally taken care of. That was not, not my story to tell. I was just an innocent bystander. Mm-hmm. Oh, so probably should say goodbye. Well, you know, we, so I'm going to stop saying Daryl the mortician. That's really not fair. <laughs> He's doing an incredible service to humanity, I would say. But at the end of the podcast, I uh, no pressure, Robin. <laughs> but I said, do you have any words of wisdom to offer
1: oh, about
0: not. life in general and how to live it, or what do I you just, live by? What do you live by?
1: I just just try to be happy every day.
0: You really suck at that. <laughs>
1: Thanks, Jen. <laughs> <laughs> My work here is
0: done. <laughs> so there you have it. I think you're right. Just try to choose to be happy.
1: Yeah. I mean, you can you can choose to be miserable or choose to be happy every day. It depends on how you want to look at life. Because si- people can be in the same s- situation and look at it two different ways. So if you choose to be happy. So Michael's here, the crane guy. So we should
0: wrap this up. <laughs> doing the flower pots he's taking over my outdoor flower pots
1: nice i'm sure they'll be beautiful once again once again
0: all right you thank you so much
1: well thank you for having me It it was fun
0: did you like it
1: i did i did are you gonna listen to it i don't know Probably.
0: My sister gave me a hard time. She goes, stop saying nobody listens to the podcast. She goes, I listen to the podcast. I am nobody. I am not nobody. I am somebody. So Debbie, I hope you enjoy this week's podcast. Thanks, Karen. (laughs) We'll see you soon. Thank you, everybody.